fix me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bag. And we are back with Fish Talk Radio, or should we be calling it Duck Call Radio? I think we're going to call it Duck Talk Radio today, Marcos, because I'll tell you right now with us, we got one of the best duck call makers in the world. Now, this guy, Joe Wright, made special calls for me for my television shows, and they are the best. I mean, I can call those ducks from miles away. They just turn around and look at me, and they come right in. Joe, welcome to Fish Talk Radio, or today, Duck Talk Radio. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for kind words, also. I'm sorry? So thank you for your kind words also about the duck calls. Well, it's true. I don't talk about things that don't work. Now, <laughs> Joe, tell me, where are you right now? I'm in Crisfield, Maryland, chasing black ducks. You're in Maryland hunting black ducks? Yes, sir. Did you get any today? Yeah, there's two of us, and the limit's one. We, got, we put two down, so we got a two-man limit. Well, that is absolutely great. Now, I want to know a little bit about you, Joe. I've known you for years. You make the best calls. I mean, you make special calls even for me on television. What made you, Joe Wright, decide to make duck calls? Well, that's a loaded question. I'm trying to think. I mean, really, I just started making duck calls because I like duck hunting. Um, I had, you know, it was one of those things where the more you get into something, you start going down those kind of roads, and the next thing I know, I'm making duck calls and hand-turning them, and, um, you know, just one thing led to another, and that's something I enjoy to do as a hobby. Well, you do a good job more than a hobby, and now people can actually buy these calls, can't they? Yes, sir. Now... We, uh, we have CreatureWaterfowl.com. Uh, we sell our calls on there. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many types of duck calls are there? Well, I mean, we only make the one right now, but there's a ton of different kinds of duck calls out there. No, I don't mean marks or makes. I mean, like, double reeds, single reeds, sure. that type of, of duck. How many are there? Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, there's so many different combinations. You have, you know, the double reeds. you got loud, you know, you got your timber style, you got the mid-range. Um, single reeds, you know, tend to be a little bit louder. The um, I prefer the single reeds over the doubles. The uh, you got triple reeds, you know, and you can tune them however you want based on how you you know shape your tone board and everything else to get the desired sound. Well, now, what is the difference besides one has two reeds and the other one is a double reed? What's the difference? And which one is better, and then I'll tell you which one I think is better. Well, really, it comes down to, you know, user preference. But for us, we got to use single reeds because we hunt a lot of cold weather. So, you know, double reeds are great until they freeze up on you, and they usually freeze up right after the first time you use them when we hunt. So <laughs> that's really why we've always stuck with the single reeds, and that's what I've always made, and um, that's the go-to up here in the north. Well, I'll tell you my preference. I prefer the single reed because one is you're absolutely right. They'll freeze up on you because you get saliva in it. 
you know. The other thing is not necessarily freezing, but when they get saliva in them, you lose that call. Sometimes when you're doing the the uh, feeder call and things like that, because you got saliva in it, they kind of stick or something together, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. That's, and that's uh, that's the major, you know, that's the major my major complaint with them is that they uh, they do they lock up, they freeze up, they stick them with saliva in them. Um, you know, it's, it's not what you want when you got ducks coming in or working overhead when you go to hit the call when they're, you know, they're starting to, you know, kind of get off the path a little bit. You want to give them a little comeback call or something and the call doesn't work. That's not what, you know, that's not what you want. Or it makes a bad sound. Right. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about the calls you make? Because now, you know, you're a young guy. I'm a little bit older than you. When I grew up, don't laugh for anything, Marcos, don't you say anything. <laughs> when I grew up, the standard duck call was wood. Right. That was a duck call. you never seen anything made out of plastic or anything like that. Then the duck call went to a, a company, which I won't mention the name on the radio, and they were black and they were plastic. And there were all kind of problems with that freezing up. Now they go to what you do. Tell them about what you do and how you make it. Well, we everything we make now is uh, acrylic, you know, um, pretty much cast rod. And, uh, we, you know, everything we make now is on CNC. I still hand turn calls myself for me and my friends and that. But what we sell uh, to the public is all, you know, CNC made acrylic. And the nice thing, you know, like you said, wood has a great tone to it. And, you know, some of your real, uh, you know, the guys that are really, really good, they, they put out a, some amazing wood calls. But, you know, the, the thing with acrylic calls, it'll last your lifetime. You know, you don't have to worry about it uh, breaking down, cracking, anything like that on you. Know, you don't have to change the cork and your reeds out every once in a while. But beyond that, I mean, that's a call you can pass down to your kids. So that's the reason you decided to make the critic call. Right. Yeah, because it's the most durable material for a duck call. Well, Grizz, are you there? We got a little bit of static there. Yeah, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. You, you got me better? We, we got you all back. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, to being down in New Mexico, it uh, sometimes the wind blows the wrong way. Yep. Now, you know, he's talking about his call. His acrylic calls. He made a special one for me, and if you don't mind, I would like to blow it. Is that all right with you, Joe? Yeah, give it to him. How about you, Marco? Is that all right for you? That's good. The producer says, let's make a sound drop out of it. All right, here it goes. My Labrador's going crazy. <laughs> uh, we just had two ducks hit the window of the uh, studio. <laughs> that is his call. Now, like I said, this call I just blew was uh, made especially for me. And it's the best sounding call I've ever heard. And... Uh, 
And as you guys, duck cutters out there listening stuff, you can hear that that's right. And I'm blowing in an enclosed area where you get an echo, but you can imagine it out there in the field. So. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's one thing I forgot to mention. Yeah, the call is a very uh, the call that I designed is very it's very loud and directional. It's an open water call. Um, so, you know, it, it'll get up there and it'll pull them in, but it also has the ability to go low when you need it to uh, when they're circling. So it's a good all-around call. Oh, yeah. Now, what I found is, that's very interesting is, you know, pintails will come to a mallard call because I guess they're used to being buddies with them. I don't know. Yeah, hey. But, uh, no, no, you make great calls, and uh, how do the people get a hold of you if you want one? Or Well, they can go right on our website at CreatureWaterfowl.com. We've got, uh, we got them on there, you know. Um, so I'm from there, that's where most of the uh, business comes from. Yeah, well, that's absolutely what I mean. These calls are, said, they're, uh, they're, you know, you just buy one and well, uh, Grizz, we're going to have to have you call back because we got a little static there. But, uh, Joe, thank you very much. This has been really educational. Yes, and uh, we will be back uh, in a few seconds here. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. 
See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. This is Marco Farrell, and you're listening to Fish Talk, I mean, Duck Talk Radio Duck Talk today. Radio, come on, Marcos, we changed the name. All right. Today. Well, John's not here today. Great people. We're having, we're just having fun. We're learning about duck hunting. And right now, Marcos, we got one of the best duck hunters, probably one of the best, if not the best, in the whole world. We got Blake. Right out of Arkansas with it, Blake. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I've had a had a great hunt this morning, and uh, I'm uh, I'm resting now. You're resting? Yes, I'm. Re- I've got I've got 12 minutes to rest with you. <laughs> well, you don't rest very much with me because we just talk and have a great time on there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your operation? I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like to don't know about duck hunting, would like to know about duck hunting, especially with you, Blake, because you're kind of a special guy and have special blinds and do it a special way. So why don't you talk to us and tell us, I arrived, you pick me up, and what happens from there? Well... Here at Old South Outfitters in Arkansas, uh, what we're best at is hunting ducks. And so what we do is uh, when you get here, uh, we put you in a uh, boat and take you through the swamp to a uh, blind in the in the woods, and uh, the decoys are set, and all the technology that, that's in duck hunting today is set and ready to roll. And you come into a, uh, underneath the blind and walk up through an atrium into a kitchen and out into a shooting area that's uh, uh, heated. And we serve breakfast in the blind. And uh, we just kind of do it the old South way. And uh, it's a gentleman's hunt. And it's a great, a great time. And uh, we hunt a couple of blinds and we... We kill a lot of ducks, and uh, uh, I haven't disappointed many on the on, as far as the hunting, and uh, as far as the fellowship. It sometimes it's not always what you what you shoot; it's what you see. Uh, the ducks that the ducks working over the blind this morning were by the hundreds, and uh, 
we had uh, we had a we had a great uh, hunt, but we had just some beautiful beautiful sets of birds today, and uh, that's really what it's all about is getting out in nature and enjoying it and bringing it back home and you know putting it on the table. You know we we uh, we 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 take it from the we take it from nature and we 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 feed ourselves with it. So that's what that's what it's all yeah, about here. You know. Yeah, you know, Blake, uh, that's a good point you brought up, and I'm really glad you brought it up. You don't shoot something if you're not going to eat it. So, you know, that's real important. Now, you've been doing this for years, and I know, and everybody knows, people call me uh, about you, and that's how we got to to know each other. And I thank that guy that called me to get a hold of you, because, I mean, you're just a down-to-earth call guy but now i want to know a question what's the best way to eat a duck well there's a lot there's a lot of really good ways to eat a duck there's but my favorite my favorite way is the easy way and we eat it that way a lot and it's you you get you get your grill hot and take a a duck breast and cube it up into about a, a, a bite-sized piece and I, I put I put uh, cream cheese up inside it with a little bitty sliver of jalapeno and uh, I put onion powder and and uh, garlic powder just barely on it wrap it in bacon and then cook it on the grill as fast as you can cook it on the grill and as soon as that bacon's to where you can eat it that piece of meat's done and you want it to be rare to medium rare and that piece of meat will taste like a filet mignon. And you can cook it other ways. You can cook it in a rice dish. You can cook it in a gumbo. You can do it, you know, I, I, I'll sound like uh, Gump if I started going. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's the my favorite way is on the grill. Uh, All right. Yeah. Now, I've heard a lot of things about that. And, oh, by the way, uh, Blake, you're – your uh, 12 minutes just increased, so I, I, after the break, I want you to hang around. Anyway, I've heard, now once you get the best way, that now this is what I've heard, you know, I'm a duck hunter too, but I'm going to act like I don't know anything, is once you get a duck and you clean it, is it necessary to soak it in water? I, I, I personally I mean, can. Uh, salt water? I I personally can take a duck straight out of the air, take it in my kitchen, in my blind, take the meat off of it, dress it and cook it right there, right out of the air, and make it taste so good you won't believe it. But now I do I do soak my my duck. I do soak my duck uh and and mainly to get the blood that's around the the, the any kind of a uh, pellet uh, mark or pellet hole that's in the breast meat or in the bird, and that way I can get that I can get that out. And it also shows you kind of where the feathers are that go in at the pellet. Sometimes there's a little feather in there. You have to get that feather out. Yeah. Well, now I, you know, I like I said, I've been hunting ducks and been a guide for many many years in Montana. I shot a lot of mallards and geese and stuff. But I found another way, kind of an exotic way, to eat ducks that really is good. 
I breast the duck, put it in a bowl, and then use uh, like orange crush or those orange uh, soft drinks and put that on the duck, leave it there for overnight, and then chop it up and put it in a wok and put vegetables in it. Wow. You guys are now. That sounds great. And if you, now that's one way. Depending on your taste now, I, there's uh, also a strawberry drink that you can put the strawberry soft drink in it and do the same, all depending on the taste that you like or you prefer. And do the same with the wok and then, you know, just stir fry it and do it like that. That's been one of my favorite ways. I, I I have I've got a buddy of mine that does a gumbo, and he takes he'll take just about any kind of duck, some you know some that are down on the table fare, and he can make that gumbo taste so good. Uh, but now he's he's got a mix of everything in it. It's it's got shrimp in it. It's got everything in it. He even puts oysters in it. So uh, he's a He's a coastal. Well, coastal if you don't like the duck, you can always throw it away and eat all the good. <laughs> well, it, it absolutely doesn't, doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like it goes together, but it actually in a gumbo is pretty good. It's pretty good. So we uh, we I've had uh, I had I had goose jerky in the duck blind today, and uh, and it was extremely good. It was a teriyaki goose jerky a lot of people take their duck and goose and make jerky and things like that out of it and that way it lasts them all see all year long so there's well, a lot Blake, there's so let me ways. ask you a question what's the best in your opinion duck to eat as far as table fare goes one of the best ducks i like to eat is a teal and it's because the breast meat is is small and more tender and I like I like to eat a teal. If that after that I would eat a mallard. After that I would probably eat a a widgeon, and then it'd be a gadwall and a wood duck. You know, they're all good eating ducks. What uh, happened to the pintail? The pintail's going to lay right in there with them. He's going to lay right in there with that mallard. He's going to eat just as good. Uh, I, it, 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 it was a mistake to even not name it. <laughs> we don't see a whole lot of them, but we did. We've actually been killing some this week. So, uh, it, they've been on my mind. I can tell you that. Well, that's absolutely great. Now, so you go there and, and I mean, this is like going to a, a duck club. You go in and get in the blind. It's all warm. You got fresh coffee there, somebody making, you're eating breakfast. Oh, here comes a duck. You step out, boom, boom, go back in and finish your coffee, right? That's pretty much it. And we we actually have shooting windows for each each client, and they they uh, they're sitting in a chair or standing in the just off the window, and we have guides on each end with with dogs and uh, well trained dogs. I mean, they're all trained on a whistle and. They're all champion dogs, and we call the shot. And I have people all the time tell me, they tell me all the time, they say, I thought he was coming in the kitchen with us. He said, and I had a guy tell me yesterday, he said, that, those ducks were too close. He said, you know, if you'd have called it out 
I said, I just wanted to call him up to the blind. I said, you know, if you can't hit him with your gun, I said, pick up that stick right there and hit him with that stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had him so close in the past couple of days, and today we had fog, so it was uh, you couldn't see them, and then all of a sudden they were right in your face. So it was, oh, it, was yeah. great, it was a great hunt today. Uh, uh, hard to see color. I like to identify them before I before we you know shoot on almost everything we do. We know what it is before we shoot it. And uh, I guess that just comes from being an old timer in the uh, duck hunting because we used to have to do that. Guys, we we, right. got, we got to wrap up this segment. You're listening to uh, Quack and Fork. I mean uh, Duck Talk Radio, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a couple minutes uh, to talk about more uh, duck hunting and hopefully some fishing. Fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The boss, he's looking for me. He says it's time to go to work, but I'm out on the sea. Please leave your message for me. Gone fishing. And we're back. This is Marco Farrell, your fishing realtor. And uh, I'm alone today in the studio because John, our host, is is out of town. But on the air, we've got Mike Grizz, the Grizz Ritz, calling in from Mexico. And we've got Blake uh, calling in from Arkansas. And uh, how you guys doing? Well, I'm doing doing as good as I always want to go, having a great time. Learning a lot about duck hunting. We sure are. Now, yeah. now, where were we? Well, we were. We've talked about eating. We've talked about dogs. But I think you want to you want to ask some questions about dogs, don't you, Marco? Yeah, I, I'm I'm on Facebook Live here, and uh, Nick Nick wrote in asking uh, what your your guys' opinion on the best duck dog. Well, I tell you, my my opinion. On the best duck dog is is a dog that'll that'll go out and pick up your duck and bring it back and satisfy his owner. It doesn't have to be everybody has a different kind of dog, but as far as a, the best dog, I think you'd have to stay with a lab. As far as a basic house dog, they're a great pet. They're great for a family dog, and you can still put him in the truck, take him to the blind and he'll still help you retrieve and keep you from losing your game. And that's that's really what the dog's for. The dog's there to help you retrieve what you shoot so that you can take it home and put it on the table. And so, uh, the, the little quick follow-up question was he asked, uh, do you ever see a good small-sized duck dog pull it off like a Jack Russell or a poodle? Uh, <laughs> there is a There is a... There is a, I had a dog in my, I can't remember the name of the dog. I know the dog's name's Nellie, but this dog is a little, it's a, I'm sorry to tell y'all, I can't remember the name, but it's a very small dog. It probably weighs 25 pounds. It picked up probably 350 ducks during duck season last year in about three weeks. Wow. And. This little dog isn't much bigger than a than a than a Magnum decoy, and it it can swim. It swam through the decoys great. It marked great. It retrieved fantastic, and I would have it in my blind any time. So that's why you say, "What's your best dog?" I've seen some really good dogs from a lot of different breeds, and but more than any, eighty percent of your duck hunters today are using uh, labs. Right, right, right. Well, my opinion on it, and I've, you know, in Montana, I had over 27 dogs when we were guiding up there on the Bighorn River. And you can't beat a lab. They're healthy. 
uh, they don't have a lot of problems like eye problems. Uh, they can handle cold and heat. And uh, I've been around Goldens. They shed too much. They're too excitable. They're hard to hold. <laughs> and a lab, you can take him pheasant hunting. You can take him quail hunting. He'll flush. It's a good flush dog and a good retriever. Now, a small dog, one of the best retrievers i ever seen, the only problem is they have kind of long hair, and in the cold they freeze up, is a Brittany Spaniel. Uh-huh. Now, that is a small dog, which is fantastic retriever and also points and marks good and takes hand signals. Well, any dog that you train normally will work hand and whistle. But their problem is long-haired dogs freeze up in the winter when it's really cold. So that's the point against the Brittany Spaniel. That's been my experience. Well, thank you, guys. And, uh, Nick, we're going to send you out a, uh, a, a little pack of um, ring hammer lures for uh, participating on this first inaugural Facebook Live video. Um, so uh, thanks for that. And uh, back to you guys. I'll share with you a, a quick little anecdote. I, I grew up going to France uh, visiting family for summers. And uh, late night, they had a hunting show that I caught a few times, and it was all based on these little dogs hunting, and they were different breeds of little dogs who were chasing pigs and and bull and uh, and deer uh, of different types, and it was it was fascinating to see uh, tiny dogs chasing big animals and doing a really good job at it. So anyway, that's that's my little anecdote. My the dog I was mentioning earlier named Nelly is a Boykin Spaniel is what it was. And if you really oh, want a great to see, dog, it is a beautiful dog. It's a great pet. They really have the drive and, and, and they're truly pocket size, you know? Yep. 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 But okay. I was, great, great breed. I, you know, I get a lot of questions, uh, about it. And I'm going to ask you, Blake, uh, because you're the star of the show right now. How many decoys do you need to put in front of the blind, and how do you set them up? Wow, that's that's a big question. It it it's all. Uh, it I base it first of all. Let me say decoys have come a long way. Uh, back in the day, decoys were blocks. They were actually blocks of wood or blocks of styrofoam, and then now they're flocked. Now there are decoys made from a manufacturer, and they're, they're flocked, and they look so real. And so they've gone from blocks to flocks in, in you know, over a, over a 50 years. But also in decoys today, it's not so many as – a lot of times it's not as many decoys as you would think, but it's the technology in using motion because motion is what makes these ducks react at least on this Mississippi flyway because of the pressure. And they get pressured from Canada all the way to their all the way to their wintering ground, which is here. So to, do, to trick them, to, to enhance them to come to the blind or come to the call, we use motion in our spread. And so the number of decoys varies daily and throughout the season. When we have a lot of ducks around, we use a lot more decoys. When we don't have a lot of ducks around, we don't use as many. 
during late season when they pair up, we pair up our decoys and we use less decoys. Um, we actually hunt smaller holes because ducks don't want to go to the big groups with their mate. They want to go to a small hole with their mate. You don't take your girlfriend to the to the bar. You take her to the to the to the movie. You know. You tell them what kind of girlfriend you got, Blake. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's just you got to think like a duck sometimes. So uh, your spread is important, and numbers, numbers. It, when you're when you're mobile, a lot of times thirty six decoys is all you really have room for in a boat, and be be comfortable or safe to, to be mobile. But like on our blinds, we run hundred and fifty to sometimes up to 300 decoys on a, on a blind. And when you're doing that, you're, you're, uh, you're increasing your numbers to, for visibility, but a lot of times it's hard to finish your ducks over that many decoys. You're not, you don't have a flock of ducks. You have a city of ducks. <laughs> There's times when I think I need more. So anyway, that's my now, take on okay, the Now, okay, we got the decoys out. One important thing that I want to add is you got to have a place, because a lot of people just throw decoys out, and they don't have a place, a hole, for the ducks to land. So they land on the other side of the decoys because they don't have that, that U-shaped hole for the ducks to come in, so you get a decent shot. Am I not correct on that? It, it That is correct. We move our decoys daily as the wind as the wind changes, and like to, like today, our decoys were all set up to where they were on the the right side of the blind because the wind was blowing from the right side of the blind. And what we try and do is build a J hook or uh, a pocket or something that the ducks can come and get in. And sometimes ducks are 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 hungry or on the greedy side, and they'll land over your decoys. When they do that, we move our decoys back. We just move them back and let them land over top of them, which puts them right in front of the blind again. So, but ducks land it, into the wind, not with the wind. Yes, ninety nine and nine tenths of the time they're going to come. You can tell your people, anybody hunting ducks, you better have the wind at your back. You want to put the wind at your back, to shoot ducks. And okay, now I got another question for you. How important we got we got a decoys out there, and like you said, it depends. And other thing depends on your pocket. If you want to put three hundred decoys out, it's going to cost you a pretty penny, and you got to have twenty-seven people to pick your decoys up when you're done hunting, which is a pain in the butt. So we right. got we got a small we've got a small spread out there. How important, and I want you to to do this for us. Is calling a duck? It depends on the time of year and the and the weather conditions. It's like on a cloudy day when it's calm, you have to blow a call really soft, and you don't blow as much, and you use a lot more of your feed call. And on a windy okay, day, okay. Right now, really- right now, it's what you said. We're in the blind. Uh, Mike, Mike, before we go too far into this, we got about a minute left uh, before we got to wrap up. So I want to make sure that. Well, uh, then we got to bring him back because this is going to take a long time. Yeah, we got a lot of stories here and we got a lot, yeah, lot, a lot to learn. Bring him back. Blake, so how can we, people get a hold of you if they yeah. want to learn more about you and what you do? 
they can get a hold of me through Instagram or Facebook or go to our website at Old South Outfitters. And Old South Outfitters. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, uh, Blake. And you've been listening to Fish and Duck Talk and Cook Radio. And uh, we'll see you soon.